We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, we are joined by two-time national champion and Naismith Hall of Fame coach, current ACC Network analyst, Muffet McGraw. Thanks for joining us today. I appreciate you doing this, Muffet. Hey, Sean. Always a pleasure to talk to you. You've got even better background than me. Like, I, th- I thought I had good background <laughs> stuff. I've seen yours on TV before. It's You've got like a... a you could have like a, a museum, I think, with the stuff that you've probably got. A lot of stuff accrued there. over the years. And, it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's only now after you retire, you kind of look back and you go, wow, I got a lot of stuff here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A lot of cool stuff is built up in this room over time. Yes, a lot of cool stuff. Is there a is there a replica trophy or anything like that in your room? No, I have the shot with Enrique. Okay. Um, I don't I don't have the trophy. Okay. You know, it's funny. We were speaking of the shot with Enrique. We were talking on the show earlier this week about some of the most iconic shots in basketball history. We were talking NBA, women's college basketball, men's college basketball. And, you know, we picked Enrique's shot as, as arguably the most iconic shot in women's basketball history. Can you think of any others that are even kind of in the conversation with that? You know, you'd have to go back to the 90s. Uh, North Carolina won the national championship on a shot. It's kind of similar. It was an out-of-bounds play. They made the shot. Right. And it was, a, it was a close game throughout. And so that was it. But that's way back um, in the <laughs> 90s. So uh, definitely. And I'm so happy every time the tournament comes around, somebody's playing that shot. And that's I right. See it again and again and again. <laughs> Well, it was funny because I know when Mississippi State came, I think you were there that yeah. day for the Mississippi State game, and they were talking before the game, the NCAA wanted to play that, and they did play it, I believe, the the uh, Arike shot, and of course that beat Mississippi State in the championship, and and some of the Notre Dame people were, were kind of a little leery, you know, like they were maybe rubbing it in Mississippi State's nose or something by playing that, but I mean... <laughs> You got to do yeah. what you got to do. I mean, it's you only do. been you know, five years. I, I was in the arena, but I did not see that. I saw it say the last time they played, Notre Dame won, okay. won the championship. And I thought if I was coaching, I probably wouldn't have said, don't put that on. We don't need <laughs> yeah. any extra fuel for the balloon. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, there's a lot of talk this week about the, you know, the popularity of, of the women's game and justifiably so. But 
when you think back, the ratings really started to grow for the national championship game the next year after that and they've grown i think you know this year they obviously the best ever with it peaked at 12.9 million or something like that and the average of nine you know nine and a half million yeah. right around there what impact do you think that those two shots that arike had in that final four maybe have had on on helping the popularity of the sport over the last well, five years i absolutely think that's when it got started and i think people maybe were a little tired i know around here of seeing uconn <laughs> every single year in the final four and this year we had three brand new teams and i'll tell you iowa owned that arena they had so many people at least half of the arena and it was sold out was iowa fans and they were so loud and it was such a great atmosphere for the game so i think when you turn it on and you see the crowds and you hear the excitement. I, I think that yeah. really helps. So I think since, you know, over the last couple of years, it's been growing. And this year on ABC, maybe that was something that helped us get a little bit more attention uh, rather than on ESPN. So I, I think it's definitely growing. And it's time to move the women's tournament out of the rest of those, you know, those uh, other tournaments and put it on our own and see if we can make some money. Yeah, and that's kind of the big conversation right now that it's tied to some of the other sports and and that it might end up they, they might end up getting their own rights deal and I would be really curious to see I mean it is you, you could see the explosion of it you know you know again in 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 the wake of that. I I heard Charlie Baker our new NCAA president talking about that and he said after what I've seen I think it's definitely time to look and see what we can do because we're not just in sure. with a few other we're in with every other sport except for men's basketball and of course football. So all of those sports, they lump them together, they do the bottom line, they say, "Oh, you all mm -hmm. lost money." But if you took us out of that, I think you may find if you promote us, market us, and uh, try to get some sponsorship for us because the sponsors are tied in with the men. So it takes a about $8 million, I think, to get a sponsorship. Hmm. And if they would just break away and say, no, we're, we're going to let the women sponsors be a separate issue. And then maybe we'd get more sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Well, you know, we're talking right now. It's four days after the national championship game, which of course was was Sunday afternoon. And and there's been that the the Caitlin Clark Angel Reese talk is is kind of starting to die out at this point, but it's it's dominated conversation over these last few days. And again, when when you look at that, you know, like setting aside if you agree or disagree with whatever. Just the fact that people are talking about women's basketball, I think that that has to be good for the sport. What do you think? Sean, I was thinking the exact same thing. At least they're talking about us. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but, you know, they're not talking about what Kim Mulkey was wearing, so I think that's a plus. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> but right. they're talking about the game. And, you know, trash talking has been around a long time, and we've had some pretty good trash talkers here. Yeah. And uh, I have to think Marina Mabry might have been the best. <laughs> you know, but it used to be kind of subtle. And now it's really – um, getting to the point where it's just so obvious. And and I, I'm not sure I'm a, I like trash talking from anyone. I, sure. I, I didn't like when Caitlin Clark was like, I can't hear you from the crowd. And, you know, when, you know, everybody's trying to get more attention. I never really liked that. But, you know, talking, little talking would be okay. Um, sure. But yeah, it's getting a lot of attention. And I think you're seeing that it's it's been happening a long time. And now they're just putting a little light on it. When you look at, at Caitlin Clark and all these 40-point games, plus the assists and and everything that she does, just just from a playing standpoint, is is there a comparison you can think of? Is there anyone you would compare to? I can't think of anyone. And people are trying to compare, and they they keep going to the NBA because there's no yeah. player like her. She is so fun to watch. She comes over half court, and she's ready to shoot it. So I know. I'm not sure I would coach her. You know, <laughs> she gets a lot of shots, but she leads the nation in assists. It's not like she's the only one doing the scoring. So. So fun to watch. I'm really disappointed, honestly, that she's in the Big Ten because yeah. you're not going to see a lot of her games, uh, you know, out of con- you're not going to see her on ESPN much. And that's a shame now that I work for ESPN, as we know, that's a shame. That's true. <laughs> Speaking of media rights deals breaking up yeah. and, and everything yeah. else, it's going to be a little bit different. Well, you know, the good thing, though, is she's going to be back. Good, good for the women's game. And like when you when you think about it, like Aaliyah Boston was back for South Carolina this year, Olivia Miles, Sonia Citron, they'll be back next year. Caitlin Clark will be back next year. How good is that for the sport? Just that you get some continuity is, you know, like when you compare it to the men's game, especially where you've got one and done and all that kind of stuff. You know, it, I think it's great for the sport and you know what, Sean, I think this NIL is what's keeping kids in school. I mean, Caitlin Clark, I think is making around a million dollars. There's Two kids from Miami making 1.7 million. Kid from yeah. Connecticut making a million. So why should they go to the WNBA and make seventy thousand dollars when they can stay in school and make a million dollars and kind of right. plan for the future? But I was just looking in the ACC. We've got our top ten scorers back, and that is so exciting for really? the league. We're going to have such great games. Elizabeth Kitley from Virginia Tech, two-time Player of the Year, just decided she's coming back for her fifth year. Georgia Amore, okay. a great shooter. She really got a lot of attention. Um, she's not quite Caitlin Clark, but she is fun to watch too. And of course, our own Olivia Miles and Sonia Citron. I mean, those two. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna have a great conference next year. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's Virginia Tech getting Kitley back is is really a game changer. I think when you look at the you know the early shape of the race for next year, when you're talking about the two time conference player of the year. Yeah. They absolutely have to be number one coming in. But I think Georgia Amor could be player of the year on the True. same team, which is True. crazy. But Notre Dame has a couple players that could be player of the year from the same team. And we've mentioned them already, Olivia and, and Sony. And, you know, you tweeted after 
Notre Dame season ended with that loss to Maryland about how difficult it is for a shooting guard to suddenly have to, you know, transition to now being the facilitator at point guard and as good a job as KK Bransford and, and Citron did. It's, it's different. How would you describe just how difficult making that kind of move mid season, especially is? Well, it's really based so much on experience. I mean, point guards, they grow up with the ball in their hands. They're the floor general. They're looking around. They've got to see the mismatch. What kind of defense are they in? Are they playing a zone? Are they playing man? Who's going to be open? Who should I get the ball to? And how do they want the ball? Where do they want the ball? Can she catch it full speed and, and make a lab? Where is she going to travel? I got to know exactly where they want the ball. You know, there's so many decisions you have to make before you even cross half court. You right. know, you're trying to figure everything out. And then and in your mind, you're thinking, now, what play am I supposed to run? Uh, it's just so many things that you have to think about. It's such a mental game. You need a high IQ like Olivia has. Um, so when you have to take that over and remember, Marina did that for us in 2018. Right. Right. But she had played some point guard through her career in AAU okay. and, and all. And and it was hard for her to give up that three-point shooting. And we need Sony <laughs> to score. You know, I think everybody was like, put the ball in her hands and then let her shoot it. She's, right. She now has to do everything and guard the other team's best player. And don't forget to rebound and make sure you, you don't come out of the game for a minute. Exactly. You know, we obviously don't know what Olivia's recovery and rehab and all that stuff is going to look like after her knee They've got another great point guard coming in in, in Hannah Hidalgo. But I, I'm curious, as a coach, you had a lot of great players come through there, obviously. Were you ever concerned, you know, as like as great as they may be, about maybe having to rely on them too much when they are freshmen? Or what, what did you think about that? You do not want to have to rely on freshmen to win. That is for sure. They're going to get better throughout the year. But a lot of times they hit the wall. I mean, you look about here in Indiana – the girls are playing their championship in like the first week of February. So their, their season is so much shorter. So in the college game, they get into the end of February, they're exhausted because they they're not used to playing that long. So I think you can have a freshman, you know, we've had some really good ones here, but remember when Skylar came in, she didn't even start her freshman. It took five or six games, you know, and then she got into line. Ruth Riley didn't start till I think January. I mean, it takes them time. So you really, you can't rely on the, the best situation is to have a veteran point guard with some other young players. And Olivia was the exception. I mean, she came in and was able sure. to go right away. Yeah. And I think she still benefited from having those those few extra games when she came in midseason as well. And she was just able to hit the ground running the next year. Yeah, that but, gave her a great sense of how the college game is going to go and what practice is going to be like, what the academics are like. You know, and you only had to do it for a semester, so she probably could stay a little fresher but she, uh, boy, she's going to be terrific. Does it, I don't want to put too, you know, the, heap the expectations too high on Neil, but I know she's going to have them herself. And like, does it feel like with what she and her staff are, are putting together with these last few classes now that, that it's about to kind of ascend to another level again here pretty soon? I have to say my biggest worry for the team is, is losing Ebo. That's a big loss. Uh, she really gave us some great minutes in, in big games. I mean, she really kind of won that Connecticut game down the stretch. Uh, there was a Louisville game at home. She won that one, like, down the stretch. When we needed a basket, we could go into her. And I don't know who's going to take her place. That's going to be a huge concern. I think we're going to have great guards. We always seem to have great guards. But we do need to get some posts. And hopefully somebody in the transfer portal uh, will show up for us. But I know I saw that our freshman, Hannah, she was MVP of the All-Star game, which means right. absolutely nothing, as we know. <laughs> you know? But, uh, but she can play. She can. She is, 
She is fat. I thought I saw like over like seven and a half steals per game in high school. That's yeah. that's a pretty nice number. To we have, could I use think. somebody that can guard. I think that would be good for us to get. Somebody. I think so too. <laughs> I think, and, and another ball handler as yeah. well. Just you know, with that press and you know all those yeah. all those little things. But Muffet, what? This is what forty some years, I guess, since the NCAA began sponsoring the the women's basketball championships. What? What do you think's changed most about the game in that time? Well, I think right now we're seeing parity. And I think that's the best thing that we that could have happened. I mentioned earlier with Connecticut, they got the player of the year every year. The best player in the high school ranks went mm-hmm. off to UConn. And sometimes they would have four national player of the years playing uh, on their team. So they've always had so many All-Americans. And now kids are saying, you know what? I'm going to go somewhere else. Aaliyah Boston goes to South Carolina. They win the championship. Uh, Haley Scott goes to Stanford. They win the championship. Caitlin Clark goes to Iowa. They're that close. Angel Reese uh, goes down to LSU. So I think you're starting to see the girls coming out of high school are saying, you know, I don't have to go to UConn to get into the Final Four. I can go anywhere else. And maybe I want to start something where they've never won before. Maybe I want to take a new team uh, to new heights. And I think that is something, um, you know, and unfortunately now I I think money is going to come into it as well. And that's going to be disappointing because people are being offered so, you know, here's 50,000 for you to transfer, which we've never had in the women's game. And and I think is going to ruin the game. Yeah. That's unfortunately some of those factors are, are coming into the women's game now too. And you're absolutely right. There's, you know, there's, there's so many things that are hard to uh, regulate. (laughs) I guess (laughs) it's, it's tough. Yeah. One thing I wasn't sure how I would feel when they decided to switch to quarters in the women's game, you know, quarters advance the ball. I'll say personally, I, I really like it. And I'm surprised the men don't do it as a, as a coach who coached both ways. What, what do you, what do you think about it? I love quarters. I, I love it for so many reasons. One, there's one less timeout, which I, I thought we had way too many timeouts. Second, the end of the quarter is an exciting time. You know, the yeah. second, what are we going to do? So now, you you know, you get to do that three and four times instead of just once at the half. And, and it wasn't, you know, as as important. But I think that's key. The foul situation, like, you know, now you shoot on the fifth. So it, it's it's really you can start over in the second quarter where before you could have been in a bonus with 10 minutes to go in the game or the half. I, I think it really helps. But advancing the ball. Oh, my God. That <laughs> keeps you in. The, there's three seconds left. You I know. Shot to win the game. So I know. I don't know why the men aren't going for that. There's no other place, uh, whether it's FIBA, European leagues, the NBA, the W. Nobody plays halves anymore. So the men are way behind. Well, and there are sometimes it's like you're not I, me personally anyway. I, I won't be thinking about it, and then all of a sudden, you know, the coach will call a timeout, and it's like, why are you calling a timeout? Oh, that's right. You get to go to you know, you get to bring it to front court. Why wouldn't you yeah. call a timeout in this yeah. situation? So yeah, it's, it's a lot of strategy. And you know, everybody tries to save their timeouts now for the end. And you know, during yeah. the game, ooh, they just gotta say nothing. Do I want to call a timeout? <laughs> you know, I don't want to want to be really frugal with those timeouts. You know, you mentioned the atmosphere at the final four down there, and, and you were down there. What's it like being a, a spectator slash media member at the final four after being involved for, for so many years as a head coach at that event? Well, I don't ever think I'm going to consider myself a media member because I just like still. You're you know, still just Coach McGraw, you know, right? The Virginia Tech coach is in the press conference and somebody says, do you deserve to be here? And I'm like, 
Oh my gosh. So you have to learn how to handle those dumb questions from the media. Yeah. Um, but as a member of the media, uh, I'm enjoying it. I really am because I got to see it firsthand um, and be there. And now I'm getting to see kind of like what the fans are going through and what all the buildup is about and all the stuff around the final four. You know, we never did any of that at all business and just go in and practice and then play. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The final four is always that, you know, the coaches convention and other things going on beyond just the games in that stretch between what 2002 around 2010 before you started making the final four a regular thing once again did did you go down there as a coach did you do any of that kind of stuff oh yeah i was the legislative chair for division one okay. for 10 years so i ran the business meeting we talked about new legislation but they have clinics they have on-court things um so you can really you can learn a lot but plus just get to socialize with some of your peers, some people that you you never get to see in that situation. So it's fun to kind of go down and you know talk about basketball stuff and and just talk about everything. So I, I always enjoyed going to the Final Four. You've been with the ACC Network. This is what you just finished year three. Is yeah, that right? I'm a veteran. Year three. I know it's like you don't consider yourself a media member, but you're right in there <laughs> with them every day. What do you like most about doing that? I love the people I'm working with. Uh, we go to ESPN once a week, Thursday nights, ladies night, and hope everybody's watching. And that's when we have a, all the games. And then we have an hour long show, which is the only show in women's basketball. And we have an all women crew. So it is so much fun working with them, uh, just being at ESPN and um, seeing how everything works. Uh, we They really do a great job of focusing on the ACC. Um, so I enjoy it. I enjoy sitting back and kind of watching the strategy and seeing what they should do. Um, it's really hard to watch a lot of games at once, though. On Thursday night, there's like there's three games at six, right. there's two games at seven, there's two games at eight, and you know you're trying to watch everything. And I can only watch Notre Dame, so I'm focused <laughs> on the wrong TV. So that, they, that's the hard part. But I, I am enjoying it. And I get to you know I get to honestly critique what I see, and you know there's some coaches that I critique a little harder than others. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sure they appreciate it too, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you and that crew really seem to have a good chemistry. It, it, how how important do you think that is? Uh, we have a Kelly Gramlick. She played at Clemson, claims that she played here in the first <laughs> ACC game and claimed really? that Enrique was guarding her. And at some point I screamed at Enrique, are you going to guard her? She had three or four threes and she never lets me forget about that. Well, she's bet. terrific. She knows the game. She does her homework. Kelsey Riggs does the, uh, she's the host. She does the men's side. She does sports center. She does everything at ESPN. She's a professional. 
love working with her. And we've had so many different people. We've had Chelsea Gray last year. She was fantastic. Right. This year we've had Lada and Lexi Brown. So, you know, we always have some new people coming in, but the chemistry really important. You know, you know what that's like when you're working with somebody and you, you have to Absolutely. work with Karen Robinson keys and uh, <laughs> she is just so dull and well, she never has a smile. <laughs> that's right. I told her a couple weeks ago, I said, yeah, you know, my wife and I were going to the Springsteen concert in Cleveland. We did that last night, but she's like, well, well you know, we already went, we, we, we went and saw the first show in Tampa. And it's like, come on, Karen, can't you just let me have one thing? <laughs> She's phenomenal. I love she listening. To both She's guys. a lot of fun. I appreciate, yeah. I appreciate you saying that. It is, it is a lot of fun. Um, do you want to stay in the studio? Would you ever want to do games on TV? Are you, are, are you, you know, just stay where you are right now? You know, I like being in the studio. I'm afraid to do games because I might just say what's going on that's wrong. And I might be too honest for people to, to handle. What a shot. What were you thinking? I don't know. I'm sure the coach wasn't planning on that. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think I could at some point. But right now, I just really like being in the studio. I think it's a, it's a little more, um, you know, cerebral. And you, and you don't have to think of, of the, what if they're winning by 40? What do you talk about? What do you guys talk about when we blow a team out? Um, that so is, I kind of yes. like more, more fill, more fill. Yeah, as much as you fill. have to try to anticipate some of the blowouts sometimes <laughs> and have more. Well, you know, maybe, you know, like you could do maybe the ACC network, you know, they could experiment a little bit. They could do, you know, like Bird and Tarasi did the alternate broadcast during the championship. Maybe it could be, you know, like McGraw, like Muffet and, and Enrique doing, doing something like that. That'd be something to see Enrique up there. See, she would definitely. Maybe Marina would would Marina and Enrique. They're Marike. <laughs> there you she, go. Good, but yeah, I, I you know I could see myself doing a game at Notre Dame if somebody got into trouble and couldn't get in here. <laughs> at least I feel like I knew what I was doing in this in this building. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know the one that would get the ratings on TV is the uh, you know the Muffet and Gino show. But oh know. yeah, that would be good. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> I mean, that you would know what I, I always say when you know when people have that DNR if if you know you're brain dead and you need somebody to pull the plug, I say. Gino is going to be the guy that I pick because he's not going to be emotional about it. He's going to be, oh yeah, pull that, pull that plug. That's, that's what she wants. That's true. But I think you would, you kind of fit into that as well. Wouldn't you? I might. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Muffet McGraw again, the uh, now of the ACC network, even if she doesn't consider herself a media member, but that's okay. Um, Two-time, of course, national championship head coach, 2001 and 2018, and Naismith Hall of Famer. Appreciate you doing this, Muffet. Always a pleasure, Sean. Thanks. Great to talk to you as always. You too.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.